Last Sunday, we thank the Lord for the opportunity the Pastor Ray have sh- uh, Pastor Ray. Brother Sam, Brother Sam Makareeg, um, reminding us that God, through Jesus, revealed His love. That His love is relational, that His love is transformational, and that His love is purifying. Because of His love, He called us as His own, as His children. And not only that, it would change the way we live and the way we talk, the way we live our life. It's transformational. Binabago tayo dahil sa pag-ibig ng Diyos. Now, I do believe when you experience the love of God, babaguhin kayo ng Panginoon. Amen? Do you, do you agree with that? The Lord would change us. And we thank the Lord for that. And before I go and dive into our sermon today, let me ask a simple question. Tanong mo sa katabi mo, question. What is the most famous familiar verse that all Christians should know? Ano? O sige, try natin na one, two, three, go. Galeng, palakpakan natin. Memorize. Memorize. You know, many Christians love this verse. And naging memory verse nila when they were saved. Memory verse pa rin nila after 15 years. <laughs> memory verse pa rin nila after 30 years of being in Christian. There's a danger of that because sometimes we miss out the other 316. There's other verses, the 316, that we should also look at and memorize. And one of this is, this is a text that we were looking at. From John 316, we should also be familiarized and live this verse. First John 316. Basahin natin together. Go. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives. For the brothers. Everyone wants three, John, the first John 3.16. The first one. But not everyone wants the second one. The first John. The first John 3.16. All of us desire and quote the first John 3.16. But how about first John 3.16? You know, if we would put these two verses together, it can be summarized in this verse. We can find that in 1 John 4.11, it says here, Beloved, if God so love us, we ought to love one another. Kaya sabi mo sa katabi mo, I love you. Kahit ganyan ka, I love you. I believe once you experience the love of God, as you encounter Him ministering to you, the greater you comprehend His sacrifice, it will have a deeper impact in the way we love others and appreciate others. It's connected. Our relationship with others will show how is our health, our relationship with God. A person who has messy relationship, kahit maraming alam, something is wrong with the relationship with God. Because it's connected. Your relationship with God will manifest the way you interact with people. Will manifest the way you behave and in, 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 in love others and share and experience and uh, communicate with others. It will manifest. Kaya does the writer say here, your love, your experience, your encounter of God's love will be seen the way you interact and love others. Sadly, many of us are experiencing this. Danger of spiritual atrophy. What's that? A gradual decline into disorder. You know, I just completed one class and it says here in the book that they, they asked us to read. I like to highlight this statement. Sabi dito, it warns us that all of us in a Christian community left to ourselves 
move away from biblical outward focus towards spiritual self-centeredness. What it says that if we are left alone, if we just pursue our Christian faith alone, what will happen? Instead of loving others, what happens? We become self-centered. Our focus is on ourselves. That's why we need God to work in our life. We need a community that will help us grow in loving God and loving each other. And I pray as we look into this text today, God will challenge us and at the same time convict us that if our love for God and our love for others has been shallowed and have no longer that fire, that the Lord re rekindled that love. I pray that we'll see God's sacrifice, the sacrifice of Jesus, and that we will also respond by giving our life to others. I pray that as we experience God's love, it will also manifest in the way we love others. And I have entitled this sermon, Love One Another to Love Like Jesus. And we'll be reading from 1 John chapter 3, verse 10 to 18. And invite all of us to stand as we give reverence to God's Word. 1 John chapter 3, verse 10 to 18. Let's read together. By this, is, by this it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. We should not be like Cain, who was of evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brother's righteousness. Do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. Whoever does not love abides in death. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you do not know, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, that we ought to lay down our life for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in words or talk, but in deed and in truth. Let us pray. Panginoon, we are here today looking into your word. It's a heavy topic because it exposes our nature. It exposes who we really are. I pray, Lord, as you convict our hearts, we will see how merciful you are. As you restore our love for you, may we have that love for others. Panginoon, kayo po ang kumilos at this time. Lord, speak to all of our hearts and may we all be attentive. And may we be sensitive to your work. We thank you for this afternoon. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You know, we've been studying the book, this letter, 1 John, in the past few weeks, and we know the problem that the author was addressing. There's a, a little background. We all know there's, there's false teacher who came from the church, who's part of the church. And this false teacher have taught things that cause division or disunity in the group. So he says there's, and if you look at it, this false teacher taught that's, taught things that's out of, of, of right doctrine. Because of that, some people live a different life. Naapektuhan yung conduct nila, morally and spiritually. And because of that, what happened? It's affected the relationship and fellowship with one another. And because of this teaching, what happened? The church split. Kaya ayun yung background ng context nito. Why John was writing to this church, to these churches. There is a false teaching that's, that's against the, the, the right teaching and it's affected the whole community. Yung grupo na ito umalis sa church. Nag-split nga, umalis sila. 
And while they left, they are still influencing yung mga tao dun sa dating church. In Church of John. Influencing, telling them eto. See, this false teaching claims that they, are, they have the right interpretation. That they are handling the true truth. They are the way to be saved. Kaya sinasabi nung mga false teacher na to. So ang response ni John is this. To counter his claim, he, said, he did this. He firstly exposed their lives. Pinakita ni John in his writing, if you just read. He exposed the lives of these false teachers. We will read that in verse 10. Then as he addressed that, kaya sinabi niya, don't, he's just telling them, don't just listen to their arguments, look at their lives. So this is what John was addressing. One second, as he addressed the issue of disunity, he's telling the church to love one another. Excuse me. In verse 10, he says here, but it's evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not, not of God, nor the one who does not love his brother. So it's exposing the life of the false teachers. Eto mga to, magaling sa mga argue, magaling sila, pero tingnan buhay nila. So he addresses the first issue. Second he addresses is yung unity. Because of the, the false teaching, it causes a lot of problem in the church by this unity. But you know what John said, the author said, to address this issue, go back to the basic. Love one another. Now, when we talk about love one another, it's, it talks about the community. Oftentimes, we focus on loving the, the lost or loving the, the, our enemies. And, and there are times that we neglect to love one another. You know, ano mas madali? Magmahal ng loss, mag-go to mission and to love the people that we don't know o mas mahaling yung katabi mo? Ano mas madali? Sa tingin nyo, go to the mission field. Is it easier to love the people out there you don't know or the person that's beside you? It's hard, I believe it's harder to love the people you know. Kasi makakita mo yung itsura niya. It's easier to love somebody that you don't know. Love the lost, we can do it. How about loving the person within the church? How about loving the person that you have some friction with? How about loving the person na may utang sa'yo? How about loving the person na nagka-misunderstanding nag, nag, kayong dalawa? Is it easier? I believe it's harder. So John's intention here, as he addressed the disunity, he's telling Link to love one another. And I believe this is a relevant message to all of us. If we desire to grow in discipleship, it is not just, just about self. It should also manifest in the way we interact with one another, in how we love each other. But the problem is this. Oftentimes, we neglect to love one another. Because we seek what we want and what we desire. Or probably we've been influenced with certain teaching that focuses on self. Brothers and sisters, if we desire to grow in our discipleship, we ought to also grow in our love for each other. And there are four principles that we will look in today. First, to love one another, we must, not, we must understand that is a non-negotiable instruction. Non-negotiable. Sabi mo sa kadabi mo, non-negotiable pala. You know, to love one another is not a new commandment. But rather, the message has been taught in the Old Testament. It's been highlighted by Jesus and it's been echoed by the, in the letters of the apostles. Look at our Old Testament. In the Old Testament, we see God teaching His people how to love one another. You read the law. It's in Leviticus 19, explain to them how we should interact. In Leviticus 19.9, it says, chapter 19, verse 9, all the way down. He's telling the, the people, love the poor. He says that, do not steal, do not lie, do not gossip. Ayan. Marami na palang marites that time. 
Do not withhold back money from any, any employee. He says he instructs them to treat the poor. He instructs them to look after the orphan, look after the widow, even be generous to the immigrants. He simply sum up there to love one another. Not only in the Old Testament, now in the New Testament, Jesus showed it, exemplified it, and he even, even set the standard higher by saying this in verse 34. In John 3, he says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. Mas mataas ngayon. Last time, love one another as you love yourself. Ngayon, love one another as I have loved you. Ano mas mahirap? Kay Jesus. That is calling us to love one another as He have loved. And what is that love? It's a sacrificial love. And this has been echoed by in the letters of John. He says here, we have read this. And this is the message that you have heard from the beginning. That we should love one another. And this is not just John. Even Paul wrote this in Romans 13. Oh, no one anything except to what? To love each other. Kaya sabi mo sa katabi mo, kahit inaantok-antok yan, love ko pa rin ikaw. Love ko pa rin ikaw. My question is this. Many of us would agree with this. Do you agree with what is written here? But the question is this. Why are we not living it out? Bakit ang hirap? The one main problem is this. We look at this instruction as an option rather than obligation. We look at God's commandment and it just reflects how much we value God's word. You know, the danger we are facing now in, Christ in Christianity is we become, I would use this term, a customized Christianity. Who among you, how among you ordered in Lazada before? Shopee, PPP. Who ordered in Amazon? Oh, ituro mo kung sino dyan sa katabi mo. Do you know how you can customize things? We have brought that attitude when the way, the way we deal the scripture, we customize things. Look at this. I, I did a quick form. Grant me favor. Masarap yan. Tick. O ordering ko yan. Next one. Hmm. Bless me now, Lord. Why not? I'm not saying it's wrong. Tick. Okay yan. Forgive and reconcile. Para kay Brother Sam yan. Ayoko tik yan. Not for me. Give me this, give me that. Titik ko yan. Serve. Hindi eh. Hindi ko feel. Pray. Depende, masarap tulog ko. We oftentimes customize our Christianity to fit what we think is best for us. And clearly, love one another is not an option. It's part of who we are. If you would sign contract, there's a lot of fine lines. Mga fine na maliliit. And oftentimes, we just sign it, not reading fine lines. And this one of the fine lines written there, part of being a disciple of Jesus. Love one another. To love one another first is a non-negotiable instruction. Now, as we look in our text, we continue to read in verse 12. It says here, we should not be like Cain, who was of the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because of his own deeds were evil and his brother's righteousness. Then in verse 14, we know that we have passed out of death into life because we love 
the brothers. Whoever does not love abides in them. Now, the following verses, John used the life of Cain to provide a distinction, to provide a distinction of a lifestyle that, that belonged to him or belonged to the world. In this text, John was emphasizing what kind of life we should be living. It, Paul, uh, John was providing a negative example what not to love one another. You see, he was explaining the description of this man. He is evil. He murdered his brother. His deeds are evil. And there's death. And it simply represent, represent our old nature, our old ways, our old life. Kaya pinocompare ng author nito life like Cain on life of Jesus if you would read the context. That's why John instructed them we should not be like Cain. See, John was giving a distinction. See, look at the text here. He says here in verse 14, we know that we have passed out of death into life. Eto ay hindi physical death, ha? Eto ay spiritual awakening. That your old life had passed away. Now you are a new life. You must read the way the authors would write. Oftentimes, John would write this. The distinction, a person who is not born again and a person who is born again experience. Look at John 5. Let me read to you John 5, 24. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes in him who sent me has eternal life, <coughs> he does not come into judgment but has passed from death into life. Not just physical death. It's a spiritual awakening that we put that old self to die. We move to death, now into life. If you have that born-again experience that you have surrendered your life to the Lord, now you're no longer supposed to be living like this in death, but now you should be living like life, in life. And the fruit of that living in life is what? Love towards others. And this leads me to the second point. To love one another is an evidence, is the evidence of a new life. As children of God, we are a new creation. Look at this in 2 Corinthians 5 verses 17. He says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. In Ephesians 4, 24, it says there, And put on the new self, created after the likeness of God, in true righteousness and holiness. Nagbago. You're no longer here like living like Cain. Now you're supposed to be putting on the new self. And look at Romans. It says here, it says there, As Christ has raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. You see, as we love, I experience the love of God as He changes, that loving others is a byproduct, a byproduct of our authentic salvation experience. Hindi, dapat, hindi yun dapat detach. Ang isang tao na sabi nila, I have surrendered my life to the Lord. It will manifest in the way we interact with each other. Now, sasabihin mo, Pastor Ruel, bakit ganito pa rin ako? Tismosa pa rin ako eh. Why? By the way, hindi na ako ngayon marites. Good, good marites na ngayon ako. So why? I'll give you a few things. And I'll be direct. Why you're not loving others is first. Probably hindi ka pa talaga born again. You have not surrendered your life to the Lord. Second, it's because God is still working in your life. Nagmamature ka pa. Hindi naman biglang instant na ang bait-bait mo. Probably last time you're, you're, you're full of fury, 100% anger, ngayon naging 95% na. Then as you walk and walk, naging 80%, naging 60%. 
to the point na wala, hindi ka na nag-respond in anger. There's a process on the way the Lord changes us. So first, are you saved? Second, reason why we're still living in, is this, in, in not living in new life because God is still changing us. Third, possible why we're not living a new life is because we deny God's word, like I mentioned. We don't follow His commandments. We don't obey His command. Ang ganda ng scripture. We select and pick lang what is suit us. But not the whole scripture. And fourth, why we're not living in newness is this. It's because we're living in the flesh and not in the spirit. Galatians 5. Sanctification process. To love one another is an evidence of a new life. Dati, mura ka ng mura. Ngayon, hallelujah ka na lang. I remember when God changed my life, the first thing the Lord had to deal with me, our second year high school, is my lips. I often tell to the youth, I would speak bad words. I, I, I grew up here. I speak bad words, Chinese, Malay, Indian, plus Tagalog. So, pag kinakaaway ako, titirahin ko sila ng Tagalog. Wala pang Google, Google nyo. Sasabihin ko, now who win? You don't understand what I say. You see, there's a change in you. A newness of life. Loving one another is an evidence of a new life. But let me ask you, is it, is it hard to love one another? Tanong mo sa amin, mahirap ba? Tanong mo. Tanong mo sa katabi mo, mahirap ba akong mahalin? Ano sabi niya? Mahirap daw, sabi dito. Totoo, mahirap. Loving one another is not easy. Loving one another is not just later part, parang titirahin tayo eh. Sabi, ang sakit ng, ng salita. Paminsan, straight to the heart. If you be honest and real, many of us fail to love one another because it's not easy. And how can we move from that being helpless? You know what? We need to recapture the beauty and appreciation of God's love. And this leads us to the third point. To love one another is to be compelled by the love of Christ. In verse 16, it says, By this we know love, that He laid down His life for us, that we ought to lay down our life for brothers. This verse explains to us the reason behind loving others. It is simply because of love of Christ that would drive us to love each other. It's a call for us to return and constantly reframe and redirect our love and to experience this love so that it will overflow You know, there's a danger because if Christ is not the motivation of us loving each other, then what happened? There's a danger that we will have a wrong motive of loving each other. Pag may wrong motive, mahirap yon. If when we have a wrong motivation of loving others, it can manifest in many ways. One, we can love others with grudge, with reluctance, and resentful manner. Yung nauna sa taas. We don't want, ayokong sister na yan. Hindi ko sasali sa care group na yan. Yung care group leader na yan. Dugyut. We will not love, but we be resentful. If God and Christ is not the center on the motivation of us loving, we will do it half-heartedly. And also, it will be transactional. What is transactional? I will love you because you love me back. I will befriend you because you friend me. 
I will love you because binibigyan mo ko ng information pang chika. So I will give you again also information. Very transactional. Selfish reason. If Christ is not the center of our motivation to love, we want something in return. If Christ is not the motivation why we love, it will be based on our mood. Very emotional. Ayoko. Ayoko mag-serve dyan. Yung mga prayer ministry, 5 o'clock ang gising, ayoko dyan. Sarap ng tulog ko eh. Because it's out of self. If Christ is not the love that motivates us, it will be bias. Mas mahal natin si A kaysa mas mahal natin si B. Dahil si A ay mayaman, si B ay mahirap, mas mahal ko si A. Dahil siya ay may, may posisyon. May ministry leader siya. Siya ay hindi. Siya ay pastor. Siya ay usher lang. Bibigyan ko siya ng candy. You get what I mean? When Christ is not the center of our love, we become biased. We choose who we will love. It will not be merely lifestyle. It will become duty. To love one another is to be compelled by the love of Christ. You know, I was reading a book, a famous uh, uh, pastor, and he made this statement. And I want you to ponder on this. Sabi niya, when you bless others, God will bless you. When you show favor, favor will come to you. Do you agree, yes or no? Who say yes? Ask a Who disagree? Who don't know? Raise your hand. Be honest. As I look at this, I was discussing with my mind. What do you think? Sabinya depends how you interpret it. But depends how you look at it. However, I find this statement very misleading. Let's ask, what is the purpose why you bless and want the favor? Bakit gusto mo? Ano ang objective mo? Read it again. Why do you want to bless? Why do you want to show favor? Nothing wrong, huh? This is just a statement that we need to explain. You know what? I look at this. The motivation is what? You want more. You want more. You bless people because you want more blessing. And nothing wrong with that. You want to show favor so that you, be, you, you will come back to you. But underlying of that, the motivation is already off. When you bless, when you show favor, it's not because you want something in return, because you already love and you have already God. Sometimes when we read things online in Facebook, read carefully what is it written. You know, sometimes this comes kind of statement, if not expounded or not cleared, you have to ponder it. It's the objective of this statement is that you will get more, more. But you know what? Jesus is different. Jesus show us what is to be having a love that is one way, not expecting in return, and that's what He wants us to have. Not motivated to receive back. I'm not saying it's wrong. Huh? I'm not saying do it. But if you don't receive back, praise the Lord. If you receive, praise the Lord. If the Lord bless us because we did this, praise God. If the Lord God us favor, praise God. If not, still praise God. Why? Because I am doing it from, from a right posture of the heart. Because my motivation is the love of Christ. Very transactional. And if I were to replace this, 
Bless your favor and love others because you are greatly loved. Yung return, yung ibabalik, is just grace ng Panginoon. But I will do this. I will do this not because I can get something back. Remember here in 1 John 4, it says here, And this is love, not that we have loved God, but that He have loved us and sent His Son to be, His, to be the preparation of our sin. Beloved, if God so love us, we also ought to love one another. Verse 19, we love because He first loved us. The reason why we can love one another is because He first loved us. Kung maibabalik man, na blessing your favor, that's secondary. But why we love one another is because He first loved us. Kaya turn to the person beside you and tell that person, I love you because He first loved me. See, to love one another is non-negotiable. To love one another is an evidence of a new life. To love one another is a, it is a reason, the real reason is because we are compelled because of Christ's love. Lastly, to love one another. Ito matindi. Is to be expressed through action. <coughs> Verse 16 says there, For by this we know that, we lay the, that He laid down His life for us that we ought to lay down our life for the brothers. That's the community. That's the church. But if anyone has the words, world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let not love in words or talk, but in deeds and in truth. You know, oftentimes we set our own standard on how we should love. But Jesus set the right standard. That the standard of loving others is supposed to be sacrificial and at the same time practical. You see, Jesus showed us what is agape love. A sacrificial love when He laid down His life for us. If Jesus did it, He's instructing us to follow the same because discipleship is becoming more like Him. And in the Scripture said to imitate Him and become more like Him. If our spiritual growth, our spiritual growth is determined on how we are following Jesus' footsteps. Now, if you look in the life of Paul, Peter, and John, the apostles, they live a life of sacrifice. If you look at the life of men and women that God used, they, they, they live a life of great sacrifice. Sacrificial. You know, to love one another is a call for agape love. And to have agape love, it will cost us. It will cost us. It will cost our resources. It will cost time. It will cost leisure. It will cost our finances. It will cost our life. Because love is denial of self for another's gain. Bakit ka nandito nagtatrabaho? Because mahal mo ang pamilya mo. You will deny what you have can experience so that you can just bless your family back home. And the same thing as a church. We make sacrifices. Question is, is how do we love one another? Is it out of convenience or out of preference? Dahil si brother A mabait, ganda ng hairstyle, isa-serve ko siya. Pero ito hindi. Do we go the extra mile? It has to be practical. To love one another is to be practical. If one Bible verse we should memorize this week and should be one of our memory verse is this. Little children, let us not love in words or talk, but in deed and in truth. Basahin natin together. Let's go. Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. It's easy to memorize, but it's very challenging to live by. You know, when I was preparing this, natatamaan ako eh. 
madali magturo, mag-preach. But it's one thing to just be there with the people and loving people. It's a call to have a practical theology. You know, sometimes we say we love God and we love others, pero maghapon tayo nasa Netflix and nanonood ng Korean show. Something is wrong. I'm not saying Korean show is bad, but if maghapon ka lang Korean show, kaya ganyan na itsura mo, parang ka ng K-pop, something is wrong. If you say that you love God and love others, yet you don't open your life and share the blessing that you have, and you just hoard it, this something is wrong. I was speaking to a sister. He told me, merong kapitbahay sila sa Pilipinas na Christian. Ang laki ng bahay, nagbabible study. Across, around them, that community ay may hirap. Alam mo, pinapagbabible study. Tapos, after that, magtatrabaho yung mga taon, mga, mga may hirap. Tapos, bibigyan na ng konti. Maglalaba. Tapos, aanuhin pa. Bubuan naman. Pababaan pa ng presyo. Tapos, sisigawan pa sila. How is that? You have all the resources that God has given you, pero something is wrong. How can you say you love God and love each other, pero magaling ka magchismis? How can you say that when you say you love God, pero pag nakita mo nga BFF, BFF, I... how can you say that? That's not love. How can you say you love God and still keep harboring hate towards one another? You know what? 1 John 4.20, read 1 John. How can you say you love God and still keeping that hate in your heart? It says here, if anyone say I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. Si John yan, hindi ako. Si John, this is the scripture, this is God's word. And you say you love God, yet you hate somebody, you don't want to reconcile, and you still, pag nakita mo sa Facebook, gusto mo siyang unfriend, bahala na kayo. How can you say that you love God and you still keep that bitterness towards that person? Brother, five years ago yun. Let it go. How can you say you love God and love people and you are spend so much hours arguing and debating about theology but you yourself not living your life or just journeying with people? You know, you can post a lot of things in Facebook, write theology, but in other thing to just sit down with the person that's hurting and loving that person. Kahit magaling, kahit magaling ka, pero hindi ka mag-spend time to just minister people this off. You know, as I was reading this, I was reminded of my life. Remember yung Bukupay story? May yung iba dito na first time. Bukupay. Let me tell you the Bukupay story. Yung na-repeat ko na to, just I was reminded of the Bukupay few years back, I went back with, I was a pastor then, I went back to Pilipinas with my family, nag-tour. So my intention is to quietly, just to just rest. So we went back and then a, bra, a, a friend of mine here from Singapore came to, to the Philippines, pumunta sa Philippines to visit one of his employees na may sakit, may cancer. So he said, Ruel, can you help me? Let's drive to Laguna and visit my friend who is sick. And because my flight is the next day, I have to prepare yung mga pasalubong. But the distance from that Bukupay shop sa Laguna and that place where to visit is the other end. You know, Laguna is big. Being the pastor, anong inuna ko? Oh, being the pastor, anong inun ako? Pukupay. Pukupay. When this friend of mine went to minister to this guy, I went and buy Pukupay. Because we have no time. His flight is in the evening. So, 
Luminia, nag-line up. Masarap eh, buo pa the best. Don't worry, bibilan ko kayo pag umuyo sa Pilipinas. You know, after I bought that buho pie, God convicted me. You don't love people because you're a pastor. You love people because I have loved you. And God convicted me. Alam mo, I'm trying to eat that buho pie. It's so masarap, pero ang sakit ng puso ko. Mas mahal ko pa ang buho pie than the people that God created. And sometimes we need to point, you know, loving is not just talk. I stand here, sometimes I talk too much. But when I was preaching this, it reminded me that Bukupai story. There are maybe some of you in the Bukupai Coke. Maybe the Lord is steering your heart. You see, love requires more than ideal talk or exalted theology. It demands simple act in order to meet the needs of brothers and sisters in distress. It's an action. You know, to love one another is a call for us as God's people. And as I summarize this, the scripture told us a few things what we are supposed to do and be, why we do it, and how we do it. To love one another is this. It's a non-negotiable instruction. It's an evidence of a new life. What are we supposed to be as God's children? And why we do it? Because we are compelled by the love of Christ. Because it's His love overflowing in us. To love one another and express through action with sacrifice, with practical action. Let me end this sharing with a number of testimony. Testimonies that I've seen in the life of the church, how we have loved one another. And as I show, share this testimony, I pray that it will encourage us to continue on. At the same time, remind us not to stop loving each other. I'm here today because some people invested life to me. I have teachers in PK, in the youth. I told the youth I'm the only youth member of youth ministry. And that sister is really invested life to me. People brought life and they have loved me. And now I'm a pastor. I never thought I'd be a pastor. But those people who taught me have shown their love. One of them is Kuyo Richard Bertara. I don't want to attend his class because very sleepy. We would run, play basketball. Nagahanap-hanap siya nasan yung mga youth. Kami nagtatago sa bihay ng puno. Pag-alis niya mag-basketball ulit sa Mount Superior time. But he pressed on and loving people. Let's love one another. Our praise kid, our next generation need our life, need all of us to minister to them. One regret that I have, I tell you, this is the only time that I have shared this. There's one parent approached me many years back and he told me, Ruel, can you minister salute to my child? And I said, you know, sister, sorry, I'm busy in worship ministry. And you know what? Because of that, the child go wayward. All of us is to rise, love one another, love the next generation, not withhold your life for yourself, no, not just stop, but show it. I'm blessed to be surrounded with people that love me. Another testimony, during COVID, we have a, a few people who came here every week. They were serving to make sure the function, that the church will function. 
that's the love for, that's their love for God and their love for others. We have our prayer ministry who would pray every morning at 5 a.m. Praying for the church, praying for you, praying for all of us. Why are they there to intercede, to stand on the cup between God and His people? That's love. They make sacrifices. Kahit gusto pa nilang matulog. They said, you know, they love God and they love God's people. How do you express love to one another? There are times we need to forgive and reconcile. When someone has hurt you, there are times that we can just sit, kapatid, sorry. There are times you also need to just be there to those who are hurting. And I've seen it in this church. But there is also a call for us to continue on loving each other. Another, some of our brethren have lost their job or naghanap ng bagong employer. Some family opened their homes so that they can stay to their homes while they're looking for a new employer. That's love one another. Practical love. This another testimony. One sister of ours went back to the Philippines this week, the past few weeks. He saved a lot. He set aside some of his sal- her salary. He went back to Sanyang Church and connected some of the churches to one of the mountain province and what? To serve the children there. And I asked her, why you do this? Because that's her worship to God. It's practical. Instead of going everywhere, he took time, her busy schedule, to just go to the mountain province and minister to the children. And another story, last one. Some of our sisters here in church are helping a, a wife of a pastor. Her husband died. And she wanted to continue on ministry. But her old church don't want her anymore. She should continue on ministering. There's no home to stay. Her house is sira-sira. But some members here heard that need. They responded. Ministered to her. Bumili sila ng stories but brothers and sisters for us as a church I pray that we will experience more of God's love so that we will love one another before I'll call the worship team some of you have lost that fire you are no longer serving that you're supposed to be your focus is your life, your life, your life, your life. What you can get from God. You have lost that fire to search and love others. And I pray that God will touch your heart, touch our heart. To love others. Some of you might have a conflict with someone. What the Lord calls to love one another, forgive. Some of us might God have called us to be challenged to surrender our future to Him so that we can do the plans of God in our life. Surrender your life. Brothers, sisters, may we love others. He first loved us. Let's pray. Panginoon, salamat for this time we have. You call for your church, your people, not to be self-centered, but you call your people to love you. At the same time, to manifest that love for each other. 
behind. Many times we look at ourselves in our need, in our want, and neglect, Lord, what you want us to do. Neglect, Lord, of being like you. Come, O oh God, baptize us with your spirit. Baptize us with your love and reignite that passion for you. Reignite that love for those who are in need. Open our eyes to see who are in need. And may we not, Lord, close our eyes and neglect them. But may we have that conviction to respond, oh God, in loving others. Panginoon, come, remind us.
or talk, but we will love with our deeds and in action. Salamat, Panginoon. Let's just raise our hands and receive the benediction. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in according with Christ Jesus, that together you may be one voice glorifying God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, bless us these coming days, Lord, and may we love like you. We thank you, O God, this day. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say, Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Just turn to somebody and tell that person, let's love one another. God bless everyone. See you next Sunday. And those who have joined us online, God bless you.